Okay, hey, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is Chris Connolly. Chris is a VP of Product Marketing for Genesis, and Genesis just put out a really interesting study on, I, I like this, what do consumers really think about customer service? Might have some interesting findings here. But Chris, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Brent. It's, uh, it's good to be with you today. Okay, so before we jump in and start talking about the survey, uh, give me a little of your personal background. Oh, wow. So, uh, as you might tell from the accent, uh, originally uh, from Australia, uh, but now camped out in the U.S. for uh, the last uh, five years or so. I uh, spent most of my life uh, in and around this business. I uh, started off uh, working for a bank uh, when, I, when I left school and uh, slipped into the customer service world uh, there uh, and then progressed my way through... Um, uh, a systems integrator uh, that was a, a partner of Genesis, and then I, I saw the light uh, probably about eight years ago and uh, joined Genesis uh, out of Australia, which has been a, a great time. So, you know, we have a lot of fun. Uh, for me personally, I love to cook. Uh, I think uh, we, we try and use that analogy in my team a, a lot. We're, we're all sort of master chefs in our own little domain, uh, but we're all great at making. Uh, one piece of, of the meal, but when we come together, we have a bit of a banquet. So, uh, you know, for me, I've got a little uh, two-year-old uh, boy that's uh, born here in, in the States, and so I'm loving living in North Carolina right now. Very cool. Very close to Atlanta, so it's nice to see a, a Southerner with a little bit of a different accent, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so for those who may not know Genesis uh, enough or as well as we'd like them to know, tell us a little bit about what Genesis does. Sure. So Genesis is, has been around for about 27 years, uh, focused on customer experience software. Uh, they started many, many years ago uh, with a, a completely different model to thinking about how to engage with consumers with uh, what is now called CTI, or computer telephony integration, uh, sitting on top of other people's phone systems. And uh, they were the first uh, software-only business, so no hardware uh, in the days when hardware was cool and everyone was doing both, uh, Genesis was bucking that trend and uh, and being a, a software-only business. And it's continued to do that today. Uh, we're, we're a software business that operates on-premise, in cloud, the combination of the two. Uh, we operate our own uh, clouds for uh, contact center software. Uh, we also oper uh, offer software for our, our uh, mid-market and enterprise customers that allow them to run that in their own uh, premises as well. So we, we like to touch on the entire customer journey uh, from the, the very uh, first moment that uh, a customer becomes aware of your brand and is navigating through the website and that part of the customer journey. Uh, we're increasingly applying artificial intelligence to, to that part of, of the experience. Uh, all the way through to then connecting with a brand, uh, either with a human or a virtual assistant or a bot. Uh, and then uh, uh, we've got some smart technology that, that matches the right consumer to the right employee within the workforce. We call that predictive uh, routing. Uh, and then the, the tail end of that is uh, it's all about the employee at the end of the day. So providing tooling on their desktop so that they can operate more effectively, more efficiently. Uh, with the, the, the plethora of uh, CRM tools that are out there and, and systems. Uh, and then what wraps around all this is, is great analytics um, that allow businesses to, to really understand uh, the behaviors not only of their customers but also of their workforce uh, and try and provide insights um, to that. So um, 
a large portfolio. I think we've got uh, 1,519 different product SKUs uh, that are bundled into a, a three different platforms. Uh, but uh, increasingly, uh, we're seeing a, a convergence of customer experience software and CRM technology, and we, we sort of sit in that niche space of uh, connecting uh, the contact center with the, the rest of the uh, uh, customer experience. So tell us a little bit about the general purpose of the study, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who was involved in terms of respondents, and, and why Genesis decided to do this. Sure. So uh, this uh, consumer insight study is something that we, we've done for the first time, and uh, we, we love data at Genesis. We, we love understanding what is happening and, and providing that back uh, to our customers and to the industry as a whole of uh, you know getting a pulse on what's really happening, because we, we hear a lot of... Um, you know, myth and uh, opinion and conjecture out there, but really when it comes down to it, uh, consumers uh, are often in the right, right? And uh, we went out to uh, 3,000 consumers in, in the last six months, about 1,000 per country. We, we chose some uh, specific countries, US, UK, and Germany uh, this time around. Um, we asked, I think, about 25 different questions uh, to elicit some responses on what their experiences uh, truly are with brands. Uh, we found some very interesting results. Uh, and that uh, the reason that we do this is, is we want to first understand how customers are thinking, uh, what they're trying to do, but uh, more importantly, also being able to share that data back uh, to, to our customers so they can help set their own uh, strategies when it comes to engaging with customers as well. So what were some of the, maybe the top two or three takeaways that came out of this? Well, uh, the, the number one for me uh, is that probably consumers hate chatbots less than you might think, and that is certainly the headline of, uh, of, of one of the pieces that we've put out there, um, which is surprising, especially today. Uh, uh, chatbots have exploded in the last couple of years. You love them. You hate them. Uh, you, you might have interacted with them. You might not have interacted with them. Um, I, I guess from my experience, uh, as just as, as a consumer, um, I've had some terrible experiences. And uh, you know, if if you if you ask me to guess, I'd probably say that fifty um, percent of of consumers would hate it. And it's it's not anywhere near that. It's actually really really low. It's like um, only one out of eight. It's like twelve and a half percent. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's exactly right. It, it is amazing, right? So um, what we found was. Whilst there are some terrible experiences, and I think it's incumbent upon all of us to make that better, um, people like choice, and, and they like convenience. And if you can provide a bot experience that is um, uh, that operates at a level that's 24 hours a day, that is convenient and accessible to the consumer, they'll probably use it, right? And... And that's a good thing for business. It's it's lower cost to operate. It's a great thing for the consumer. They don't they don't have to wait for someone to be available and on the other end. Um, but what we also found uh, was that people also like choice very much. And so when it comes to a difficult scenario, when it comes to you know uh, something that is critical to them, they want to get to a human. They want to get there quickly, and they don't want to repeat themselves. And that's just one hundred and one uh, customer experience. Um, so I guess, you know, from, from my view, um, uh, we'll talk about this earlier. Uh, I, I had to run away from Hurricane Irma uh, about two years ago, 
and uh, I got a phone call in the middle of the night from from the airline saying my flight was cancelled. Uh, and I scrambled. I scrambled to get online to, to book another flight. I tried every avenue that I could. Um, and every time I got to an automated system, I got really frustrated because I was like, I, I, I'm panicked. I just want to talk to a human. Uh, and I ended up talking to a human at the end of the day. They, they got me to where I needed to go. Um, but, you know, that, uh, that dynamic of give me choice, but don't make it always an automated experience is, is something that we found in, in this uh, in this sort of uh, responses. Yeah, and it seems like uh, one of the overarching themes is people still want to have the the phone and they want to have a human, like you just said, um, and the importance of having, I don't know, it's important to have a good experience, but it's like critical not to have a bad experience, it sounds like. It, it is, uh, and you know, probably no secret that lo- looking at the different demographic data, um, if there is a bad experience, if, so if someone does have a bad experience, they're likely to share it. And depending on uh, the age bracket, uh, that happens in a couple of different ways. So uh, what we found is, I think it's uh, over thirty-five year olds and, and up, were very likely to tell a friend, tell a partner. Uh, you know, tell someone, but it's usually connected in their sphere of, of human-human contact uh, versus the younger generations, younger demographics, are they're, they're going to share that. They're going to put that on social media. They're going to put it on WhatsApp. They're going to maybe not put it on Facebook because they're, they're moving away from Facebook, but they're going to put it somewhere and they're going to let other people know. So having those bad experiences certainly outweigh the good, Um Surprisingly, uh, we found that uh, 94% of respondents uh, overwhelmingly had a positive experience with their last brand. Uh, and that's that's a great sign for, for industry as well. One of the more fascinating things is, and I've, we've heard over the years, how experience is becoming the number one factor over price uh, or, or other you know features even. Uh, but in this survey, it, it definitely rings true. It sounds like people are definitely willing to pay a premium for better experiences. Very much so. Uh, and I think this is, um, if I can look at the data in, in a different way, uh, being championed by a lot of the telecommunications companies out there that are unbundling or uncarrying or you know unsomething uh, their experience. Uh, and they are willing to, to pay more. They're willing to uh, go on a plan, potentially, that offers a direct customer service line instead of a no-human customer service line. Uh, so some really interesting models starting to emerge um, uh, through that. But, uh, yeah, the uh, brand reputation is the other uh, interesting element uh, when we look we look at these experiences, which is um, saying that uh, about 72% of the respondents uh, bought something based solely on that uh, that experience, or, or based solely on uh, someone else in their network uh, telling them uh, about that brand and the reputation being, uh, you know, held up up pretty high. So that is a change, that's a, a marked shift from previous generations, where uh, you know you might have heard about it, it was a lot more uh, advertising in home and out of home advertising. Uh, we're moving to a world where, where third-party referencing is, is super important, influencer-based marketing becoming increasingly important, uh, and that reputation for brands is you know, more important than it ever has been. Yeah, so much so that uh, just looking at this, 
kind of an unbelievable stat. 41% would be willing to pay an extra 6 to 10%. So if you're a brand that has created the right experiences, that builds the brand name, that creates trust, and that trust actually circles back around and allows you to have uh, a longer relationship with customers. So it's kind of a nice... Uh, circular way to look at it you know you build your trust you build your experiences you know they, that builds the opportunity for longer engagement with customers it sounds like most definitely uh and you know if we look at the app economy as an example of this that's that's doing it really well um there's a lot of free apps now and people are not willing to pay for that next uh you know icon that's going to sit on your home screen of your phone uh but if they find utility out of it if they have a great experience with that brand or that app, uh, they're willing to throw a few dollars your way. And that uh, increasingly with, with the app ecosystem uh, has a level of support. So if, if you're just using that free version and you, you got some troubles, you're going to have to talk to the community forums to have your issues resolved. But if you provide a great experience, people are quite willing to give you a couple of dollars uh, to have uh, an engagement with you. And, and that is sort of flipping maybe some old paradigms on its head. Very interesting. Okay, so in addition to <clears throat> this report, you also just recently put out what you're calling the Winter Innovations uh, Report or study. And uh, one of the things that you said to me before we started recording, uh, kind of in, in my sweet spot right now, uh, you said that you're seeing the death of the IVR and the rise of the voice bot. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Certainly. It's, it's a bold statement, but I'm very happy to make it. The IVRs are dead. It's, it's, a, it's a dead technology. Next purchases for most organizations uh, won't be for looking for another IVR. They'll be looking for a voice bot that is you know, on the cloud uh, or is able to be, you know, service their customers on multiple voice endpoints at once. Uh, so from, from a Genesis perspective, we've just put out our winter innovations for 2018, uh, which looks at uh, the at tail end of, of, of this year and, and into the start of next, where uh, we're addressing some of those concerns. We, we, our major focus in the winter innovations is automation at work. Uh, and a bit of a play on words there, uh, it's automation in the workplace. It's also practical use cases of automation in customer experience. Uh, and also in the employee experience. So when we talk about the death of the IVR, uh, it's not saying that company, that sorry, consumers are not going to call you anymore via your 800 number. They most certainly will, but the way they will be serviced is with a voice bot, and they'll be able to say whatever they want to say to that voice bot that is powered by you know natural language and artificial intelligence technology that is able to solve their problem very very quickly. Uh, and if not, it's going to give it to uh, an employee with complete context, with guidance, and it's going to be part of the conversation, even when it gets to the employee. And this is the, you know, somewhat scary, somewhat pretty cool uh, technology as well, where the voice bots aren't just for the consumer anymore. These voice bots are equally for the employee in an enterprise. So you'll be able to ask your you know, voice endpoint, whether it's a Google Home, Alexa, or, or some mix of someone else's, you'll be able to ask questions that then help you solve customer problems. Um, for someone in the contact center, that means surfacing knowledge in their CRM or on their workspace in real time. But for a data analyst in, in the back office, that might be walking up to a screen that's powered by Alexa and saying, show me the latest trends in uh, marketing data 
Uh, and it's going to you know, be this multimodal experience of voice-driven applications uh, in the workplace. And I, I think that's got a long way to run. Next couple of years are going to be fascinating as we dig into that. And the other thing about voice bots, uh, and I think it kind of even ties back into you know, the previous study we just talked about, uh, people want quick answers, they want accurate answers, and they want consistent answers. And those all three kind of lend why you, I, I agree with you about the rise of voice bots. It, at least it allows, particularly I guess for the kind of frequently asked questions or frequently needed services, if folks can can use voice bots to get those things quickly and consistently, that also frees up you know, the agents for the more complex issues where, going back to the report, having a human and, and a phone and being able to interact in, in that way, uh, that plays gives agents more time to be able to do those things while voice bots can handle the more kind of frontline things now. It, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and I think you've nailed it in, in your analysis there. It, uh, beyond the, the simple FAQs, uh, these voice bots are going to be able to take actions. They're going to be able to change your flight for you, right, just by, by speaking to it. But when that flight is full and there's no more seats left and you have to talk to someone, uh, that bot is going to be helping that agent along the path as well, and it's going to be listening. So, um, you know, these bots, the technology behind them, uh, if I could dig into that just for a second. Uh, these are coming to an enterprise near you this year. Uh, they're also coming to a website near you and to an Alexa near you and a Google Home near you and an 800 number near you. Uh, they're coming to a mobile app near you. And all of that is powered by some very common technology. Uh, and we're at a point now where we can build these bots once, and then deploy them in multiple channels. And that is something that is also pretty cool because you can imagine having that, you know, I don't know if you've, you've probably flown with uh, any of the airlines in the US where you've got Wi-Fi in the sky. One, amazing, right, <laughs> by itself. But two, not great for voice calls, but okay for text. So if you can carry that conversation over from the start of your flight to the middle of your flight with that same bot that knows you want on voice and text, um, it's, it's a very new experience that we're cra crafting uh, in customer engagement. Uh, Chris, we talked about a number of cool things uh, across a couple of reports. Uh, where can people go to learn more about some of the things that we just talked about? Genesis.com. Uh, start there. It's, it's your home for customer experience. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, there's obviously your own website at, at Destination CRM as well. Um, the uh, the Genesis.com site has some great reports like this. It's got the Winter Innovations. We've got some more uh, sponsored reports coming out with MIT as well. They've done a study on our behalf with uh, 599 uh, uh, consumers, uh, sorry, enterprises across the world that look at uh, applying artificial intelligence to the entire customer experience uh, too. So. Um, Certainly, uh, unashamedly, uh, Genesis.com is where to go. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, check us out on Google. I'm sure there's a lot to share with you.